Hey everyone, today I am answering a listener's question on their partner's defensiveness in their relationship. I will talk briefly about what is defensiveness and I will focus on how you can deal with and respond to when your partner gets defensive. You are listening to I'm Not Your Shrink, a podcast about changing the dialogue in your life. I am Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, a clinical health psychologist and couples therapist. Each week, I talk about everyday issues that people face with the intention of helping you to feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live your life. Now, I received this message and decided to focus today's episode on this topic. Hi, Dr. D. This is Hayden from Iowa. I am loving your podcast, and it's one of my favorite parts of the week each week. I have a question for you, though. How do you respond when your partner is chronically defensive? I feel like no matter how skillful I am in approaching conversations, my husband just responds defensively by habit, and I'm wondering if there's something I can do to manage that better. Thank you in advance for your input, and I'm so excited to see what the future holds for you. Hayden, thank you so much for reaching out. This is a great question and one that I think many people will benefit from talking about. And before I start, if there is someone listening that tends to go to defensiveness, I want you to know that you can still listen to this episode and assess your own style and find some tools to help you. Now, if you are thinking that you are to blame for the communication difficulties in your relationship, I want you to know this. We all draw on these strategies at times. And what is most important is that you recognize when we are doing these ways of communicating and we try to change those. When we get stressed, we are also more likely to get caught into these unhelpful or old patterns. I also say to couples sitting in my office that no one is at fault in these relationship dynamics. I think this is really important because oftentimes people come to therapy where one partner feels like the bad guy, either the partner that is so shut down and doesn't know what to say and feels like everything is all their fault. They feel like the bad guy or the partner who is louder, the squeaky wheel, the one that says something needs to change and they feel like a monster. Here it is guys. Neither one of you is at fault. It is the way that you get into a dance, into a relationship pattern or dynamic, and communicate with each other. So Hayden, I am so glad that you have asked this question because it is such an important one in terms of learning how we can start to change the dynamic in our relationship. So before we go into how to respond to defensiveness, let's first answer the question, what is defensiveness? Defensiveness is one of the four strategies that John Gottman identified as his four horsemen of the apocalypse. That is, these four styles of communicating that will lead you to emotional disconnection and relationship distress. Defensiveness is defined as any attempt to defend yourself from a perceived attack. Now, it can sound like this. It can sound like denying responsibility. I didn't do anything wrong. You're always telling me what to do. It's not my fault. Or maybe you're making excuses. I got stuck in a traffic jam. Of course I couldn't be home for dinner. You know how important this work meeting is to me. How can you ask me to do that? Or another way that defensive looks is the yes, but. Yes, but I did put the laundry away. Or at least I was there this time. Right. Defensiveness is often quick. Sometimes people get defensive because they feel like they are under attack and need to fight against possible threat. 
I will later ask you to assess your style of communicating, but let's keep talking about defensiveness for a second. Defensiveness arises naturally when we feel like somebody is coming at us, and this is a perceived feeling. The challenge is that defensiveness further pushes our partner away, and it can leave the other feeling victimized and not understood, not validated, and emotionally cold. Defensiveness does not resolve the conflict in your relationship, and actually, it's like adding gasoline to the fire. These defensive responses can sound like the innocent victim, I didn't do anything wrong, or righteous indignation, responses to that perceived attack. I won't go more into defensiveness here, and I'll come back to this in future episodes or if someone else has a question about it, but if you are looking for more information for your relationship and how you can start changing these patterns, one of the books I highly recommend reading is The Seven Principles to Making Marriage Last by John Gottman, or sign up for the Marriage Minute on his website at Gottman.com. So the question from Hayden was this. How do I respond to my partner's defensiveness? Well, first, we need to be able to identify it. You need to first be able to say, what is it? What does defensiveness sound like in yourself? Or what does it sound like in your partner? For myself, if someone is being defensive, I hear my... I hear myself questioning my own feelings, or I'm fighting harder to be heard. I might even repeat myself. I might even up the ante and throw in the other thing that my partner didn't do two weeks ago. You get the picture. Next, consider what happens inside of you. What did this trigger for you? What thoughts or feelings did you have? I want you to now think of how you respond to defensiveness. Do you shut down? Do you push for more? Do you up the ante and add another reason to armor yourself and your argument? These will be things that you will want to change in order to change the pattern that you both get into. I'll come back to that in a moment. Now, I want you to then find the why. What are the reasons your partner gets defensive? Now, this isn't completely your responsibility, but I do believe that as a couple, you are responsible to grow together. You make a conscious choice. I love the analogy of a tree. You make the conscious choice to grow your tree branches together. So get into this muddy stuff together, if you can. So one strategy could be to write down the last argument that you had. Try getting it out step by step. What did you say? How did they respond? What did you respond with? How did you say something? Was there a tone? Who were you with? Where were you? How did it go? What was the end result? Now, with finding the why, I'm coming back to you. So this is a hard piece. I want you to assess you. What are you communicating and how are you communicating it? What is your body language? Are you crossed, armed, and short? Do you use a tone? You know what I mean by tone. I have one. We all do. Is it a rush time between work and the next task? What words are you using? Do you say, you never, and you always? Do you ask why? Why did you do that? Why didn't you just call me to let me know? You never make it on time. You're always late. You're never there for me. 
These ways of communicating will naturally draw out defensiveness from your partner. Try to stay in the situation and the specific example. So I recommend avoiding the use of always and never and stay to this example and this behavior. When you were late today, it was really hard for me. So describe the behavior and describe what you feel. If you read things that I've posted, I will often say this. Sharing a feeling doesn't sound like, I feel like you're never there for me. Putting I feel in front of a sentence is not a feeling. But you do need to share something like sad, scared, hurt, upset, even frustrated. I felt frustrated. I felt alone. I felt scared. I felt confused when you didn't arrive on time today. So let's take a moment. I want you to imagine you just told me that you think it's sunny outside and you plan to wear sandals. Okay, so you just told me that it's sunny outside and you want to wear sandals. I want you to listen to what I say next and see what it stirs up in you. Are you ready? Why do you think that it's sunny out? Why would you wear sandals? Why aren't you wearing your running shoes? Okay, what did it stir up for you? When we ask why, it is almost like questioning the other's decision, even if it's not intentional. So you can try using softer and more first-person language. I feel sad when you do that. Or talk about your needs. I needed help. When we are also looking at how you contribute to the dynamic, I want you to consider your expectations of your partner. Sometimes we have our own expectations about our partner that then get in the way. Now, this is your own self-evaluation piece. And while it is healthy to rely on our partner and turn to our partner for support, sometimes they cannot calm every piece that we feel. And this is important to be able to recognize this. So if you feel anxious and overwhelmed, are there times that you can soothe yourself before turning to your partner? Now, we all have different styles of connecting with our partners. So at times, if our style is one where we need more comfort and contact, but our partner does not have the same needs as us, we might feel like there is a mismatch. So being able to understand that there are things about yourself that you need to self-soothe and learn to turn to your partner in a healthy way. Now, remember you two are a dynamic, an interacting cycle, two partners in a dance. When one partner steps, the other partner responds and steps in a certain way. So be willing to look at how your tone and your approach is impacting your dynamic. The second piece to looking at the why of the defensiveness is finding if there are key triggers within your conversation with your partner. So for example, Is money a hot topic and something that you guys struggle with? Or is something about the relationship hard with your partner? Or is parenting one of those hard topics? Now that you have the why, you can use this to have a different conversation. So let's talk about what's happening in the moment when your partner gets defensive. You have a choice. You always have a choice in how you respond. And even if your partner does not want to self-reflect or change or go to therapy, we know from systems theory that as one person in a unit, you are a unit with your partner, that when one person in a system begins to change, so too does the other person. 
So the choice is you can respond critically or defensive, and that gets you nowhere. And the other choice is you can stop the interaction and find another way through. When things get escalated with your partner, or you are not feeling heard, or your partner is escalating and getting defensive, one of the best things that you can do is to stop the interaction. You can have a cue word or a signal that you both agree on to stop the discussion, or slowly and gently raise your hand and say, let's stop. We aren't able to hear each other right now, so I think we need to take a few minutes to cool down. My husband has seen this hand. (laughs) We're familiar with this technique. The research recommends taking 20 minutes to cool down. When you and your partner get into a difficult discussion, your nervous systems go into overdrive. You are in a fight or flight mode, and so your task then is to calm the nervous system. It's really difficult to resolve conflict from a highly aroused state. So go and do something that is completely unrelated to the discussion that you just had. Now let's say you go and do a task like putting away the clothes or preparing a meal or even if you go out for a walk. And you think, how could they do that? How could they say that? They never understand me. You are not down-regulating your nervous system in this moment. Instead, Try to let go of all of those thoughts, put them on the shelf, you can come back to them later, and just be present in what you are doing. For myself, I find walking one of the best ways to do this. Get outside, notice the things around you, the fresh air, the being grounded in nature. Now you can return to the conversation. In a heterosexual relationship, Research shows that if we hook both you and your partner up to physiological measures like your heart rate and blood pressure, men's physiological arousal levels often spike higher than women's. The research shows that men are more likely to become flooded, which is also why we tend to see more men as the withdrawers, the stonewallers, or the partners who tend to move into defensiveness as a coping strategy. So if you are a woman listening and you are in a heterosexual relationship, you need to be aware of your partner's arousal level and their ability to resolve a conflict. And know that this has nothing to do with you. And it's not a symbol that you aren't important to communicate about this, but rather their nervous systems are flooded and they are not able to hear you. So understanding that you need to take a step back to calm down, you can then return to the conversation. So let's move into another strategy, and that is meta-communication. Meta-communication is talking about talking. You can let your partner know what is happening between you two. You are moving from the issue at hand to stepping outside of the relationship to comment on the process that is happening between you two. Love, isn't that interesting? I said this and it seemed like you got really defensive. Or, I think we're escalating, why don't we take a pause? Or, I said this and you responded like this and then I wanted to get angry. We really aren't hearing each other right now. These are all examples of meta-communication. Some partners might be able to do this and this also takes time and practice. Perhaps maybe you don't do it in the moment, but you can try meta-communicating again once you have both taken some time away. 
So it might sound like, it's really hard for me to share things with you. I want to share this inside stuff about me, but you get defensive and this stops me from being heard. And I feel and tell them how their defensiveness impacts you. Oftentimes, partners don't know they are being defensive. All right, next, to fight against this defensiveness, we need to gain insight and understanding to your pattern. If your partner is super defensive and responds defensively often, this is likely an underlying reason that isn't related to you. And it's worth exploring together, like I mentioned earlier, being a couple to do that. Or perhaps your partner needs to do some self-help reading or speaking with a trained professional. Now remember, there's really good research that shows that if you tell someone what to do, they will go and do the complete opposite. So sometimes we have to let our partners discover this piece on our own. You can't control the choices that somebody else makes. So if they are defensive, you can simply start to hold a mirror up to them and say, hey, look. You got defensive there, and that's all that you can do in that moment. We also know that we repeat old interactions and patterns from previous relationships, and it can seem like it is not your partner standing in front of you, but rather the previous hurts and traumas from old relationships that contribute to trigger them. Can you explore with your partner what is underneath this initial response of defensiveness? So for example, it might be, I feel judged. I feel like I'm never good enough. I don't feel adequate. I'm afraid I'll never be enough for you. I'm a bad person. That's shame. They feel shame. I'm so overwhelmed that when you come to me, I just freeze. Or I'm afraid to lose you. And oftentimes when partners get defensive, sometimes they want to go into problem-solving mode and just move through this difficult piece that you're having. Okay, so, so far we have talked about identifying what defensiveness is, finding the why. This is you assessing your style and also looking at possible triggers for your partner. And then we've also talked about choosing to respond differently in the moment through taking a break and to de-escalate. And we've also talked about meta-communication with your partner as well as an insight and understanding to the pattern that's happening. Now I'm going to talk about how you might choose to respond in the moment. So let's take Carrie and Tony. Carrie says she is tired and there's so much to do. She says, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need you to help me tonight with the dishes. Carrie is communicating her feelings. Notice that she says, I feel overwhelmed. And she says, I need your help. This is great. She's talking about I. She's not saying you always, you never. Why don't you do the dishes? Okay. But Tony hears something different and responds defensively with, yes, but I already baked the kids and I took the dog for a walk. It never feels like enough for you. Don't you see that I'm trying to prepare for my meeting tomorrow? Tony is responding in a defensive manner, and he is now throwing in all of his own feelings and experiences and his perceived attack instead of responding to Carrie. Carrie can reply with, oh, here we go again, Tony. You always feel like you're not doing much, and away they go. But instead, Carrie self-soothes herself, and she knows that Tony tends to get defensive. So instead, she says, I know you are taking on a lot, 
and I appreciate that. So she's acknowledging that he's struggling. And then she says, I still need help. So here, Carrie is staying on track to what she is communicating. And then she adds, I'm sad that you don't feel like enough and you are stressed. And that is a separate issue. Can we address your issue after addressing my issue? She is letting Tony know that his reply with throwing in his issues doesn't hear hers and they need to stay on track. Once your concern is addressed, you do want to go back and understand your partner's concern. So Carrie will say, Tony, tell me more about this never feeling good enough. Where are you feeling it in your life right now? Is it something that I'm doing? So she's willing to look at herself. Or she can say, I didn't know how stressed you were about this meeting. Tony, can we find some time to talk about it? I want to end today's episode by reminding you that it is not if you will struggle in your relationship, that it is when you will struggle with the one that you love. The moment that your partner means something to you is the very moment that they have the ability to hurt you. Your partner will hurt you. It's inevitable. When we hold out our heart to the ones we love, who we so long to be accepted and valued by, they will hurt you. No one individual can meet all of your needs, and that is okay. Our partners are not perfect. They will make mistakes, and it is not about having a perfect relationship without difficult moments. Rather, it is about repairing the hurts and mistakes so that we do not keep repeating them. Remember, you likely did not take a semester on relationships. So we are constantly needing to grow and learn and self-reflect and evaluate. And you can take responsibility for what you do in the relationship. If you are stuck in your relationship, I encourage you to seek support sooner rather than waiting. We know that we can make changes in just a few sessions if you can address these patterns early on. Thank you so much for sending me your question, Hayden. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I would love to hear from you in some way. If you have a question, send me a DM on Instagram or post it on my website, drtracyd.com. Tracy is spelled T-R-A-C-Y. I would love if you head over to iTunes and left me a review. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. Or if you have any ideas or wishes in terms of what you'd like to hear on an episode, please drop me a line because that would be so meaningful for me. Remember, this podcast is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Until next time, have a great week and remember that you are right where you need to be.